Good evening, everybody. Uh, we are here at the Livingstone Apostolic Church here in Dominion, South Dakota, getting ready to start our uh, service this Wednesday evening. And of course, uh, everything is going out this evening via podcast. So our prayers are for everybody during this time. So we're going to open up right now and we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have given us to come into your house. Lord, that we could call upon your name. And Father, that we can give you praise and glory and honor. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless us, O Father. Bless all your people with your presence. And that, God, you would give us strength, that you would quicken us and lift us up, Lord, that we can abide with you in your presence in those heavenly places. And Father, we ask that you would minister unto us, that you would reach out, Lord, to the hundreds and thousands of people, Lord, who are going through a crisis at this time. We pray, Lord, that you would minister to their hearts, Lord. Help us, O Father, that we can look to you during this time. And we pray, Lord, that we can find peace and assurance and love, salvation in you, Lord. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen.
we can come to and uh, of course you know I mentioned to the congregation before all this happened <clears throat> that if anybody needs a place to come in and to pray uh, just get a hold of uh, myself or, or one of the other uh, uh, saints in the church that, that can give you access to the building and will allow you to come in and pray and we encourage you to do so because this is the time that we have to draw near to God and uh, pray for ourselves, our family, all those that are out there uh, during this time. And uh, maybe, maybe, you know, what I have to share this evening is, uh, might be just kind of, uh, I, would, I won't say different, but uh, I was in here earlier today praying, talking to the Lord and just trying to uh, hear from him and uh, I feel like uh, you know the Lord uh, definitely uh, laid his 
burden upon me and, and as I was thinking about certain things um, that are happening out there in our country today, in our communities, and uh, worldwide. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty uh, overwhelming sometimes to a lot of people going through what they're going through right now, but uh, I, I do want to let you know there is hope. And uh, we, if we put our trust in the Lord and, and turn our hearts to Him, we're going to find out that uh, He will definitely uh, become a Savior to us during this time. So I'm so thankful uh, <clears throat> that we can come and we can do what we're doing right now just to be able to uh, get the word out to all those who are listening and all those, uh, amen, who are, are uh, definitely seeking the Lord. And and tonight, uh, I'm, going, I'm going to be reading out of uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, this, this was uh, laid upon my heart earlier today, and, and I just want to uh, follow uh, what I feel <clears throat> is the leading of the Lord in this uh, particular passage of Scripture. But I, 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 I want to read the scripture and I want you to listen to, to what the scripture is saying. Of course, uh, uh, this is written by the Apostle Paul uh, uh, quite a few uh, years ago. And uh, almost, uh, if we're looking at uh, approximate dates, uh, I believe they say this letter was written uh, any, any time uh, in around 60 uh, A.D., in that neighborhood, uh, Paul was uh, um, beheaded uh, not too long after that, but he wrote this letter to Timothy, who was a young minister, pastor in a church that was, at, that was at, the, at that time during that day in Ephesus, located in Ephesus. But I want you to see what uh, the Apostle Paul says here. And to me, it's remarkable. Just reading uh, these scriptures is remarkable. And he starts out in verse number one in chapter three. He says, know this also. Know this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now look what he's saying. In the last days perilous times shall come. Then look what he begins to uh, share with Timothy. He said, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. And you go down into verse number seven. He says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, <clears throat> as I was in prayer today and, and as I was uh, just opening myself up to be able to to hear and to receive what uh, the Lord was going to uh, lay on, upon my heart. 
And, and the thought came to me um, this afternoon, and uh, this was the thought. Could this be all coincidental? Everything that we're, we're, we're going through right now, everything that we're experiencing in our country, and of course what's happening all over the world, and everything that's happening, and here we read a passage of scripture that was written almost, almost 2,000 years ago. Not quite. Almost 2,000 years ago. And yet the Apostle Paul just seemed to basically describe everything that, uh, that we see in, in the world today. It was almost like he was uh, taken ahead in time and that he was given a glimpse of what was going to befall uh, the world in the in the end times in the last days, and you see that, and uh, and then just the way he he penned it. Uh, uh, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. We are living in <clears throat> perilous times, so we we understand that. And something amazing, and I'll and I'll share uh, a little information with you tonight. And and um, uh, I myself have been. A student of eschatology for years, since the early years of my ministry, and that's been thirty over thirty some years ago. And I found out something about eschatology as I began to study scripture. Of course, when we approach something that we are, uh, we want to know uh, the truth about. We want to know facts and all this, and uh, we do it, uh, of course, uh, cautiously. And everything that we, we are, are seeking, everything that we are searching, everything that we are pursuing, we always need to be careful. And of course, as one person says, you need to consider the source <clears throat> of your information. And of course, today we know that's true because of all the stuff that's been put out there on the media and on Facebook and all these other uh, avenues of, of, uh, of uh, information. So we know this is true. But uh, when, when, you, when you take a look at it, and, and uh, I, I remember comparing uh, a lot of uh, prophecies in the scriptures. Of course, uh, prophecy falls into certain categories. And, and a lot of them, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the times when the prophets spoke in the Old Testament, books always pointed to something that was happening there immediately with the people of Israel and the kingdom of Israel, and some even projected as, as far into the future. And we all know that to be a fact, uh, even about the birth of Christ, his uh, miraculous birth and all this, and even what was going to befall the world uh, during the last days, during the end times. That's a word that a lot of people don't like to talk about because it kind of brings uh, reality right in front of you and, and truth right in front of you. But <clears throat> when, you, when, when I began to research, when I began to study, uh, I finally came to a conclusion after so many years that everything that I research and everything that I study, and, uh, and as uh, uh, as the Apostle Paul talked about in, in the book of First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter two about comparing spiritual things with spiritual, as you begin to acquaint yourself with the Word and you begin to put, it's, it's like a puzzle. You put it together and all the pieces fit together. I found out something about prophecy. Prophecy as far as I know, is 100% accurate. So I know that whatever was predicted by the men of God, by prophets, by the men of God, was pretty much 
given to them by the Lord. And of course, uh, the apostle uh, Peter referred to that when he said that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. This is everything that we read in the scripture is of no private interpretation. So, you know, that kind of brought me to the place where, where the thought that I came to was this. Could all this be a coincidence? Could this be a, a coincidence? Everything that the Apostle Paul and several other writers in the New Testament and even in the Old Testament books, everything that they wrote down as the Spirit of God spoke to them and moved them. And, and to write, and, and, and we see that, and, and then we see what's happening in the world today. What is happening in the world today? And, and we see what's happening, and it's, it's, it's evident that uh, obviously uh, the Word of God is true, and what these individuals spoke about was true. Obviously, they had a understanding, they had insight into what was going to befall mankind. And, and so, we, so we think about it. But, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, I, I know that uh, whenever we are put under pressure, whenever we're put in a situation where we experience pressure, and when I talk about pressure, the, even the scripture talks about, uh, Jesus talked about, the, the, he used the word uh, tribulation in the scripture in the Gospel of John in chapter 16, about tribulation, and tribulation basically means pressure, pressure from all points. It could mean physical pressure, it could mean uh, mental pressure, could be uh, emotional pressure. It, it, it could be pressure from all points, and that's what tribulation means. It's just a place, an area that we come to where we can feel the weight of all the pressure pressing up against us. That's what tribulation is all about, and that's what mankind is experiencing right now. And it just, uh, to me, when, when we come into this particular uh, uh, place, uh, we have the tendency of always directing blame toward God. And we seem to blame God. There's some that don't even care about God. I feel sorry for those folks that believe that there's no God. And, and, but you know, a lot that do, and, and they don't really know the Lord personally. They don't have a relationship with Him. They don't walk with Him or anything. They don't consider Him. But you know what? They tend to always put the blame on God because of, you know, everything that goes wrong, we have to blame somebody. But is everything that is happening in our world right now, is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence? Could this be a coincidence? Could it be something that just happened just because it was going to happen? Something that just all of a sudden just came to the forefront. Uh, I don't believe so. I believe God knows what he's talking about. And, but when we come to the, the, the place of trying to understand why it is that we suffer so many things, that's a good question. Why is it we suffer so many things? Why is it that we are, the, you know, we, we, we are on the receiving end of a lot of uh, troubles and trials? And, and, you know, I know there's some people out there that say, well, I haven't experienced any yet. Well, uh, uh, obviously, you must be living in, in a make-believe world. That's all I have to say. Praise God. Because in the real world, you're always experiencing some kind of tribulation. But when we think about this, when we think about where mankind is right now, I, 
I, I was reading the comments of a fellow minister. And uh, basically, you know, he was, uh, he was burdened for what, was, what is going on in our world today and what was happening in our world today and, and, and all this. And, and uh, he, he commented and he said, it's kind of funny. He said, uh, everything that's happening right now, history will tell you this. He said, mankind has suffered I don't know, uh, uh, numerous uh, plagues and epidemics that have swept different areas of this planet. And uh, of course now, modern day medicine, uh, they're, they're intelligent enough to come up with some kind of antidote to treat somebody, but not all the time, not all the time. But we see this, every time we're exposed to some kind of epidemic or some kind of sickness, for example, uh, the, the, the plagues back in Europe in the 1700s and even before that uh, uh, all, all that just kind of seemed to stretch, stretch across uh, hundreds, thousands maybe even millions of lives were taken as a result of these sicknesses and even here in our own country not so far as uh, almost a century ago uh, a flu epidemic that just seemed to pass through the south and and, and went across the, the country, and it took, it took thousands of lives. But you know what? We recovered from that. We came back from that. But yet, here we are in 2020, and we're still dealing with such things as the coronavirus, and what they're labeling it, a pandemic. And, and it brings a lot of different reactions from different people that are responding to it, and the majority are responding to it in fear, in panic, and uncertainty, and that's, you know, something, and it's only because they don't really know where they are. They don't have uh, the peace. They don't have the joy. They don't have the assurance. They don't have the trust. They don't have the faith that they should have. So when we look at these things and, and we see, uh, you know, what happens, and of course, as I said earlier, um, we always tend to uh, put the blame on somebody. And here's the thing, and, and, and I'll just kind of, uh, I'll just tell you what, what, uh, what thought came to me. And this is, this is what came to me, and, 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 I'll, and I'll, exp I'll explain it to you here in, in a few minutes. But we get what we ask for. We get what we ask for. And somebody might say, why do you say that? Because uh, I can remember as far as back as into the 60s. Let me read a passage of scripture to you. And I, and I want you to try to understand uh, where I'm coming from. <clears throat> but in the book of Psalms 9 and verse number 16 through 17, the scripture says, the Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. 
So you think about that. I can remember a time when I was a very young man then. I was in elementary school. And I can remember, you know, when <clears throat> I believe it was the first grade. I can remember in the first grade, actually, when uh, our, our teacher uh, started the day, we started it with uh, a word of prayer. We all uh, recited a prayer that was uh, up there against the, the chalkboard. And then after we recited the prayer, we all said the pledges. The, the Pledge of Allegiance together to our, our uh, national flag. And that's how we started the day. So you think about that. Now from that time, it wasn't a few years after that, maybe two years after that, somewhere around that area, uh, the leaders of this nation uh, allowed prayer to be taken out of our schools and even removing inscriptions on <clears throat> on our public buildings and of course a lot of the federal buildings in, in Washington DC that pertain to God. They took the Ten Commandments out of our courthouses and anything that represented God they just began to remove it and take it out of place. And, and basically what they were saying was the, the general consensus of this nation back then was this, they didn't want anything to do with God. And uh, I was thinking about a, a book I read back in the 90s, and it was by a person by the name of Tim LaHaye. Tim LaHaye uh, talked about the time that, and of course this was a, a, a study he did uh, since he had access to a lot of records there in Washington and worked around the Washington area. Uh, the book was called uh, To Pray or Not to Pray. And... He talked about the United States way back then, back in the 60s, when the United States used to be a leader in, uh, in industry, economics, education, medicine, and all these other areas. Uh, we used to be a leader in that. And ever since the time that uh, prayer was taken out of the schools and all these things were done, all these things were removed from the public eye. He said the nation began to go on a, it was just like they went down, it was just like they went downhill from there. So because we excluded God, we took him out of the picture. Guess what? We were a nation that weren't, uh, you know, a powerful nation anymore. We weren't the first in anything we actually became, uh, uh, as far as that's concerned, we became uh, third ranked in a lot of these areas because of this. Do you think that's a coincidence? You think that's a coincidence? I don't think so. Here's the thing. We have switched gods. We have taken God out of the picture and we have replaced him with ourselves. One of the most popular uh, philosophies and, and, and thoughts of our time that dominate our country and dominate our, our society is this, that we basically think human beings are gods. And you know what this is called? This is called humanism. Basically saying man is God, Man has the answers and all this. But you know what? Let me tell you something. 
We don't. We don't. Because we have put ourselves in that position, because we excluded God out of our lives, out of our homes, out of the way that we live, guess what? All these evils have come upon us. We have basically gotten what we've asked for. Wow. That's something, isn't it? So when you think about it, when you think about what the scripture says, you know, to me it's not a coincidence. Uh, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. In other words, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's, here's a beautiful thing. We always seem to put the blame on God, but you know what? God is a gentleman. He will not force his way into your life. He will not do that. He is a gentleman. He has respect for your environment. So much, uh, when you think about uh, you know, the world and, and the way the world is right now, you know, uh, I understand certain things by the word of God and, and uh, uh, there's a scripture in the book of Psalms in uh, 115, uh, chapter 115. Look what it says there in, in verse number uh, 15. It says, ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. Then in verse number 16, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of man. You know, when I, you know, you think about it, in the beginning he did give Adam and Eve authority. They were the first monarchs to ever live on this planet. You know why? Because the Lord said that he gave them uh, basically uh, the authority of all the life that was here on earth. He said, you could, this, this, garden I've made for you, and you have uh, domination over all uh, life down here, and basically you're in control. You are the first king and queen on this earth. So he put the world in man's hands. But guess what? We're not doing what we should be doing. Our ability to be able to govern is not just left to us alone. It's, 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 has to be uh, executed and performed as a result of our connection with the one who made us, our creator, our God. So we see that. So, <clears throat> you know, all these things are happening in this world because of one thing, and that's, uh, you know, we have an enemy of our soul. Every, every person has an enemy. Right now, every person born into this world, whether you are a believer or whether you are not, you have an adversary. And that adversary is there to resist you and there to basically cause you not to come close or even know God. In the book of Revelation chapter 12, Bible says in the scriptures there, and I want you to pay attention to what he says here. He says uh, in verse number nine, <clears throat> and the great dragon which was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Now look what it says, which deceiveth the whole world. He deceives the whole world. 
he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. But I want you to realize what he's saying in verse 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time left. You know why the world suffers to some extent? It's because it's because of the work of our adversary. It's because of the work that he is doing. And you know what? Here's the thing. He's so good at his job that he's deceived many that they don't even believe he's real. That they don't even believe he exists. And he's even has some believing that God doesn't even exist. That's how deceptive he is. That's how cunning he is. But you know what? <clears throat> Jesus, when he was walking here on, on, on this planet, when he was walking on earth, uh, he mentioned a scripture. Uh, he mentioned uh, something to the people there uh, when he said that, uh, when he was speaking he said in John 10, 10, he said, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He's talking about Satan. And we, and we just read in the scripture what Satan was coming down here to do. Basically coming down to earth to reap havoc. To reap havoc with mankind. And we've allowed him to reap havoc. We have let him influence us. And so that's why, you know, a lot of things were done to basically take away anything that, anything that was close to the image of God. But that's what Jesus said. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So we see, you know, a lot of things. We see and we understand why certain things are and why certain things exist. But I want you to, uh, I want you to realize something. Is this all a coincidence? Is this all a coincidence? I don't think so. I think, I think the word of God is true. And I think that what the Word of God tells us brings and sheds light that we can understand and see truth. You know what Jesus, or the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 4, 27? He said, don't give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. In other words, we should not allow him to have any kind of influence or even domination in our lives. We need to stop what he's doing because he's devastating. He's destroying all mankind. 
It's amazing. <clears throat> you know, it's amazing. The Apostle Peter, in the second book of Peter, had this to say. Listen to what he said. In chapter 3, 2 Peter, the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Now look what he says. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, they willingly are ignorant of. Listen to what he said. They willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against that day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Now look what he says. He says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, <clears throat> as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I believe that's what the Lord is doing right now. I believe the Lord is reaching out to a lot of souls right now. I believe there's so many people that are out there that are just in a place of, as the scripture says, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. And, and we think about that. You know, is that a coincidence? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So this is the opportunity. This is the time that's given to us as the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 when he said that today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Now is the time for us to humble ourselves and amen. To turn ourselves back to God. And that is our hope and that is our prayer. So is all this a coincidence? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. So let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this opportunity that you have given us. For your word, for your wisdom, for your knowledge. God, we know that your word is truth. And Father, we pray, as you said in your word, that ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So I pray, Lord, for all those who are listening to this podcast. I pray for them, Lord, that they will get the unction that they will be motivated, Lord, to open up your word, to seek you, to search for you, to call upon you. Lord, especially during this time, during this national crisis, I pray, Father, that you would reach out to all those, Lord, who are searching, 
Amen. Who are sincere, sincerely searching in their hearts. I pray that you would open up that door and that you would give them the understanding. Lord, that you would bring your light and let it shine. Amen. That they can know the truth. So I pray, Father, let your word reach out to us. Minister unto us. And God, give us the faith that we need. Lord, that we can be able, Father, to stand during this day and doing all to stand. This we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, Amen. Thank you very much for your time. and I hope God blesses you. Good night. I might have gotten to close the phones.